You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Packernet After Dark. We're going to take some phone calls, and most importantly, we are going to uh, try to get the temperature of the Packer fan base, because I went on Twitter a couple times today, and I just, I got off immediately. So I don't exactly know what's going on. Um, It's kind of nice. It's it's nice to just get away, but then you go back on, and it's like, man, the first thing I want to say is, why are you guys so miserable? And then I'm realizing, you're that dude. You're just taking a break from it. But uh, yeah, take a break from it. It's 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 nice. But you just go on Twitter and people are still fighting about the same stuff. Just angry. Like, dude. Okay, <laughs> I see. We haven't haven't really solved any problems. Nobody's changed their mind. Um, nothing has changed even slightly. So, um, anyways, again, I'm curious to see if anybody has any additional thoughts. We do have one new caller. New callers go first here on the Packernet After Dark podcast. And then after that, we got to get ripping and rocking because um, we're pretty far behind. So I will try, as always, keep the commentary to a minimum, but I fail always. Hey, Juan, this is Terrell from Virginia. Okay. Hi, I'm just wondering with the fans at the stadium for this upcoming game cheer more for Mike McCarthy or Matt LaFleur? That's huh. it, man. Appreciate you. It's funny that. Uh, the last I saw about that is is kind of this I hope he doesn't get booed kind of thing. Uh I never thought about it from that standpoint. I don't know. I, I um Well, I, I, I guess it would be Mike McCarthy, just because he's probably I would assume he's probably gonna get some kind of an ovation, and usually I don't think you give an ovation to your current coach. So we're, he's probably gonna get more love than than Matt LaFleur. Um, and then when you factor in the part where we probably get curb stomped by Dallas and then we get booed, it kind of adds to the discrepancy between how much Matt LaFleur is loved compared to Mike. And will there be (laughs) one sign maybe that says, Mike, please come back? It's, it's uh, entirely possible, but I hope not, man. You know, just, just, just be cool, man. Just be cool. 
Hey, this is Dakota, uh, that nerd in Tennessee. I'm calling literally immediately after the game ended, um, and I'm not usually one to call. I forgot we're still uh, we're still right at the end of the game, so this is forget the temperature. I we it's it's white hot right now. And you know, give my gut reaction of how disappointing you know this is. Yeah. Uh, the whole Green Bay Packers situation. Uh, and I know you probably got a million calls, so I will try to make this very short. It's all good. Uh, that was ridiculous. Yep. Uh, Sammy Watkins was absolutely useless yep. in this game. Um, I, yeah. Well, sure. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's all we got. All the injuries, and I guess that's it, huh? I mean, I was, you know, I can expect us to turn around at some point, but I you am, do. um, very excited for the future because there is no way we bring all of this back. Yeah. Uh, anyway, peace. Yeah, it's kind of like I was saying before. You know, it's it's not impossible for somebody had we just lost kind of barely or whatever to be like, you know, maybe we can still turn it around. We'll see how it goes. But when you stack all the injuries on top of everything, the, the, there couldn't have been a more punishing and conclusive way for the universe to convey to Packer fans that it is over and it's time to move on. Well, uh, Nico, the uh, game, as well as our season, is now over. Yes. Uh, Yeah, it was just kind of... To be fair, it's been over for a long time. It's just some of us, as I've been saying, taking a little bit longer to come around to that. There's still a couple stragglers, but, you know... Eventually, we're all going to be on this side, whether it be now, after week one prior to the season, or, you know, once we're officially eliminated from the playoffs, which will come, unfortunately, probably sooner than later. Add play all around, you know? Um, the, uh, I mean, he had players dropping like flies, getting injured. Poor glass Joe Watson did his one play. I'm out. Feel sorry for that kid. Right. I know he wants to go out there and just explode, but it ain't happening yet. Um, you know, I mean, if Rogers doesn't, if Rogers makes one good throw in the end zone, you know, the two red zone INTs, the one to Tunyon, yep. all three of those were his fault. The one he bounced, the first one he bounced off the defender's helmet. The second one, Bakhtiari was so open and he just lost it 10 feet short. Yep. Third one to Tunyon, he was open too. Um, but the, it was underthrown. So the defender cut in front of him and intercepted it. Uh, no way Tunney can slow down. So, uh, yeah, if he just hits one of those, game's over. But, you know, it's kind of like the way our season's going. So, glad to see Hill have a run. Maybe we should look at him a little bit more. Uh, throw our rookies out there, see what we got. You can't bench Rogers, obviously. The guy making that money ain't benching him. Um, I was kind of hoping he'd hurt his thumb or something just so he could sit down and we can watch Love play. But, uh, who knows? Maybe he'll strain a calf in uh, practice this week. So, uh, you know, I'm. it's kind of a bummer, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but, hey, I'm just back to trying to enjoy the game and watch football, and maybe in the next year or two we'll be better. I still think we have a good core of players. Yeah. We just got to clean out some of the attitude. Um, you know, that always is a bad problem. Not usually for this team, but it's kind of like keeping in. I, I, I have said, you've said, a lot of people said it's, you know, when you're all constantly making those little mistakes, yeah, there's rookies and stuff, but good coaching takes up for that. 
how many how many rookies have played great for Bill Belichick, right? Right. So um, uh, should we roll the dice? You know, if Rogers stays a year, I think they'll keep the floor. If he leaves, maybe they'll maybe they'll hit reset, get a new coach. Who knows? Because uh, I I think the floor is probably a super nice guy. Maybe he can't really get the team to play. Maybe he's not good at getting the team to you know get up and, and put the body line and, and just go at it. I don't know. I don't know. Um, well, hey, uh, here's to listening to people complain all week. Go pack it. That's what it's going to be, man. Um, yeah, that that does kind of complicate things because. I feel like with Matt LaFleur, you want to give him another shot, but say, look, you know, Rodgers is going to move on. He's going to retire. We're going to trade him, whatever. And um, we want to see this offense run the way that you want it to be run. That's that's kind of the one little caveat. I mean, obviously, well, I shouldn't say obviously. There's, there's a good chance that uh, Jordan Love or whoever is not going to be the greatest quarterback in the world, but I just want to see it. I want to see what happens when there's not somebody checking out of the plays, when somebody's making the right reads, throwing accurate passes, doing these kinds of things. I just want to see this thing kind of come to life. I want to see if maybe the next year you can sort of, you know, learn to revitalize the team, get them to buy in, get some excitement, um, get another defensive coordinator, whatever. I want to give you another shot, but it has to be a fresh restart. I can't evaluate Matt LaFleur if we just run back this same disaster again and then what? In 2024, then we test Matt LaFleur, and if that doesn't work, then 2025, then we go get a new coach and a new everything or what? You know what I mean? It's just, it's so drawn out. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I, I just, I don't see any point in running this back again. I don't. I, 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 I don't. You know, man, I don't. <sighs> Look, all right, I call into Packernet complain about the Packers and you're like, listen, everybody, what you need to do is find something <laughs> else to enjoy. Go do something else with your like life. Quinn Ewers. Yeah. Dude, Quinn Ewers was at my school and he transferred away. Shut <laughs> your freaking face. I'm sorry. You don't sure. have to you don't have to take my recommendation. I'm just saying. But it's like, you know, it's like Nico said too. It's nice to be able to sit down and just enjoy football. And I don't know exactly what that means. It's kind of weird because usually you enjoy watching your team win. But um, no, I, I think if it just removed the stress from it and just kind of watch it, enjoy individual plays, it's about the best you could do. Oh, sorry. And uh, who knows? Maybe you win. And there's that. How's that, Ryan? Hey, what's so, up? Ryan. It's Ryan again. Yep. Sorry, I'm feeling mean. <laughs> Bowl of blue you're, morning. You're eating, you I'm know. yawning. We could probably um, find better times to do these things, but that's all right. So, I know I caught a second ago and I said I wasn't mad, but I kind of got mad all over again, you know. I was in D.C., you know. I purposefully left D.C. early. I booked my flight to leave in the morning so I could be back here in Chicago, you know, to get to my house so that I could be here to start the game, right, and just get to the airport all kind of crap goes wrong. There's a lady on the plane hacking up a storm. Hmm. You know, freaking patient zero over here for the next, <laughs> you know, damn epidemic that's going to take over the world. And then right. gets O'Hare, 
and I'm waiting for my bag, and I'm getting to the car, runs out, the car, the car runs up with the car shuttle, and they're taking forever, and the girlfriend's with me, and I don't know what she was talking about, but she was talking. Um, and I'm trying to pull up my phone, because you know it's pushing towards the left 12, and stupid NFL Sunday tickets not working. Yep. And then literally between 12 and 1, Sunday tickets is not working. Missed the whole, damn the whole first half of the game. I'm freaking out and I'm mad. My girlfriend's mad at me. She leaves because I'm ignoring her and I'm kind of being an asshole. And then for what is why I bring all of this. For me to watch this, for us to do this, and it's not like I didn't know it was going to happen. Right. But that's, that's what, it, 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 being a Packer fan, that is how painful it is. It's like I knew this was going to happen. And you knew it too, deep down inside, even though you said they were going to probably get right. You didn't really believe that. I know you didn't, right? <laughs> but just, this is what we go through. For the record, I thought we'd win. And I thought we'd even cover the, what, paltry three points. I thought we'd win by like four. Shoot me. You no, know, I almost turned my life upside down this morning to watch this pitiful performance. And um, I don't know. I just thank God I got this blueberry morning cereal here because it is good. And it's, it's just, it's been the only thing good this Sunday. So that's about it, man. I'm going to stop calling. Um, this is getting ridiculous. So, um, yeah, hopefully, uh, Rogers, you know, comes up with some injury and Jordan Love can play and we can see what the kids got before we decide if we're going to draft a quarterback next year. Or what we're going to do, trade for Jimmy G, or whatever we do. But whatever it is, Rodgers cannot be in the future plans. I'm steadfast on that. Like, not that it matters what I think, but I'm steadfast in my own home. God damn it, I'm, I'm right here. He can't be in the future plans. All right, I'm going to go now. Go take a nap or something. Take care. Bye. I know what you mean about all that, because I've been that guy so many times where you're running late and I'm like on my phone trying to pull something up and I'm really, really, really mad because it's about to be kickoff and my phone is not working. And I'm, if I miss kickoff, it's like the end of the world. Like I have to, I have to watch it live and I don't want to miss a single second of it. Now, granted with Hulu and everything else, all the streaming services that are basically 10 minutes behind anyways, I've kind of uh, not, been as crazy about it, but back when it was like TV or nothing, dude, I don't know. I, I didn't, I didn't handle that super well. And then people are trying to talk to you and it's like, you know what? I'm, uh, I'm trying to get the game up right now. And then you're just kind of, you're just kind of edgy, you know, a little edgy. Um, wife just texted me happy nine years tomorrow anniversary for me and my wife. Um, so that's what she's been putting up with. But the point is, I feel like now I don't necessarily need to do that. In fact, I forgot why. I was thinking about, oh, I was thinking about uh, just recording the game and kind of trying to watch it. I don't remember exactly why. It was something. I think I was going to try to watch it and record the podcast so I can do like a live reaction thing, which I might do this week. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, as far as Rodgers, yeah, it seems like most of us are on the same page. Um, we, we, What we're doing now isn't working, and we've got a lot of questions we've got to start answering, period, you know. Um, 
I'm not interested in, well, Rodgers is 5% better than Jordan Love, so we should play Rodgers. I don't care. (laughs) I don't care if he's 50, 60, 80, 90, 100% better. He's bad. The team is bad. We have to figure out a lot of stuff. And so I would rather start answering questions. Um, Let me phrase it this way. If, If I had two choices, win games or answer questions, I would choose answer questions. Assuming by win games, you mean like two games, because that's about all we're going to win the rest of the season at this point. Uh, yeah, that's a that's an easy one for me. I can't even imagine all the phone calls that you're getting right now. <laughs> it is pretty impressive. The uh, Usually they're spaced out several hours, and then it was like 310, 310, 311, 311, 314, 316, 321. Now you're calling at 333. Ryan called back at 344. Chris... 355. So yeah, it was kind of a, a broad. And, and by the way, I love that. The first thing that many of you thought after the game, I got to call that number 608 Just put it in your phone. Anytime you have a thought about the Packers, because this is part of the reason why, by the way, I started a podcast. This is once in a while you get this idea like, oh, dude, and there's nobody to talk to. Call it in, man. Call it in. This is Brian from Connecticut. Hey, Brian. I have no words at the moment, except for that all three of Rogers' interceptions, one was a 22, but technically they were all in the red zone, in the end zone, in the end zone, an interception at the three or whatever it was thrown from the 22. They should have easily had Minimum nine more points, potentially 21 more points. I have no problem with the Packers today outside of Aaron Rodgers. I'm not an MLS fan. I think he's soft. I think that the team has covered up his uh, inability to call a good game over the last three years. But today is not his fault other than possibly allowing... Rodgers would do his thing. Three interceptions, all inside the 20. And those last four plays, just none of them even had a chance from the start. And without me going back and watching, it's hard to say whether it was Rodgers or the floor. But the way that Rodgers played today, I'd have to imagine that it was just Rodgers determining, predetermining, who he's going to go to, and failing. So it's uh, unfortunate the way this season has gone, but it's over. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, season is toast. If uh, Again, if the play didn't do it for you, the injuries should have, because if we can't do it with Rashawn Gary and with all these other guys that are going out with injuries and – Plenty more injuries to come down the line, by the way. Um, I don't see how this is going to really turn around. Um, you mentioned just the the passing down the stretch. I, I talked about on the podcast the other day. It was something like 20 passes and four runs. And I think on the last three runs, they had like 20 yards or something. So it was, it was, the running was working. We weren't down by a ton, but it just, the entire fourth quarter, was just pass, 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 pass. And the game ended, you know, 
with a guy that just threw three picks, uh, getting the ball. Uh, the 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 whole, you know, games on the line. We got to give it to Rogers thing. I said this before. We got to stop that. It's a, it's a it's a new day, and um, maybe the first step in getting Rogers to not want to be here next year is to tell him. When the game's on the, I mean, I'm not saying just we I, when I meet you in the hallway, but convey to him that you're not the guy we go to when the game's on the line. I mean, if we have to, if we need a quarterback, fine. But um, you, you're not the superstar. If anything, Aaron Jones is the the one superstar we have on this offense, and that's it. That's all there is to it. Um, and if you don't like that, that's great, because I want you to make the decision to retire for yourself. For, for everybody else. Um, it's just the way I see it. Computer's lagging. Come on now, play the voicemail, will you? I should have been, I should have clicked play and then talked for however long. Should we try this again? What's the problem? Hey, Ryan, uh, Ryan Santos again. Hey, hey, I know I said, like, I was done calling tonight, and That's all right. I promise that this one will be done. Just- for the record, when callers say, sorry about that, when callers say, I'm not going to call back again. That's the exact same thing as me saying I'm going to be really quick when I talk. It means nothing, and in fact, it's like opposite day. Every single time when they say I'm done calling, they're going to call back almost immediately. Just quick question. Which is fine. Like, with Jags, I think the Jags won today, Detroit obviously won today. I mean, I think there may be a way to getting a top five pick. Oh, 100%. I mean, you figure we're going to lose the next three games. You know, who are the Cowboys, Eagles, and the Titans, or Vikings? I forget, whatever. We'll lose them. doesn't matter. With that being said, I'm thinking the rest of the year, maybe we'll squeeze out, like, one more win, maybe just because, you know, flukes happen. But what are your thoughts, man? Any chance we can get, like, a top five pick? I, I, I know your thoughts are for picking that high, then there's a lot of problems with the team. And I, I don't think that... There's a lot of talent issues with the team. I still don't believe that. I don't think they're as talented as we thought they were before the season, but I don't believe that we have, like, boys of talent. I, I think this is truly a result of leadership and just um, culture in that locker room. And I think that if Goody can get Rodgers and a few other people out of there, um, next season can really go from. So with that being said, what are your thoughts? Or, 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 or do you think it's possible we could – get a top five pick let me know yeah so um i guess agree and disagree on a lot of stuff um you're right you're we probably disagree on how much talent there is um but even if a lot of the talent isn't what we thought it would be hoped it would be whatever the thing that i've constantly been trying to stress to to everybody is you don't need that much Right, I mean, if if we fall short of what we all said in terms of everybody being massively elite, all we are is still one of the best rosters in football. You know, again, we can go back through the 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 Chiefs, even the Buffalo Bills. They're not elite from end to end. They've got massive holes along their offensive line. They they've got issues at at points all throughout their team. Now, the, now they're pretty stacked, but the point is. They're, you're seeing the fruits of a team that's stacked with talent. They're basically seemingly unbeatable. I know they just lost, but that's how a team should be when they're as loaded as they are. The Chiefs are significantly less loaded, but like you said, 
there's a lack of leadership, whether that be coaching, whatever the case may be, you know, motivation, I don't know. But we've never been able to get the amount of talent. I shouldn't say never, but but I, I will say since Matt LaFleur was here. And I know 13 wins, how could you even say that? And and there were times when they looked really good, but again, we've never really been a big point differential team. We never really blew teams out of the water. We we barely beat a bunch of teams. We were real good at, at getting those last three points to get over the edge, to get over the hump. Um, we've, we've just never really had the ability to squeeze all the talent that we can out of it, right? So if, if you think about a, a team's rating, let's just make up rating systems, and there were two different ratings. But one of the ratings is how much talent you have. One of the ratings is how good you are. Generally, if you just had to guess, you would guess they're kind of one-to-one, right? If, if you're a 75 talent, you're a 75 uh, production on the field. The Chiefs are a team that have like a 75 and play like a 90. Why? Great head coach, leadership, the whatever, the play calling, all these things put together turn their 70 team into a 90 team every single year. The Packers are a 90 team that play like a 65 team. In the past, they've been, they've, you know, like an 85 team that plays like a 70-ish team. This year, I swear to you, they're a 95 team playing like a 45 team. It is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. So again, we we're, we can disagree on, you know, uh, you're saying, well, the roster isn't actually that good. They're like a 75-ish or whatever. Okay, what I'm saying is that's basically the Chiefs, but we're not playing like that. And we should be. Now, anyways, all that aside, I also, um, I didn't exactly say 100% that I never want the number one overall pick because it means that your team is really trash and I don't want to be a trash team. There are circumstances that can get you to that point when you still have talent all over the place. And, I, and, and again, I feel like we're seeing that. At this point, I don't mind having the number one overall pick because I just, I cannot believe Rashawn Gary, who, by the way, that's another factor. He's not helping you win anymore because he's on IR. But Jair and that, 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 that. I don't know. Every, every episode, I go through that list of players like five different times. It gets old. For you too, I'm sure. I just refuse to believe that they're just not good football players. And so, yeah, go, go get that great player. Plus, we got some injuries. We got this. We got that. Um, we're still going to have to solve the issue of getting better getting more production out of the guys that we have for sure. But I'm, I'm not massively opposed to it. it. It would just make me a little bit nervous thinking that we've got some bigger issues to deal with. Um, but again, we, we can cross that bridge when we come to it. As long as we still have the core of talent that we have, which we've seen produce, I'm okay with it. The biggest question we're going to have, if we have this much talent and we get a number one overall pick, number two, number three, number four, number five, whatever. We get some, we get some premium, premium talent. And let's say we can trade Rodgers and Bakhtiari and Jones, and we just stacked with picks and talent, and we're loaded, and we're, you know, we got two first-round picks, a top five and a, and a top ten, and, um, you know, a couple seconds and everything. The question I would have is, do we really trust this group with, uh, with the, the core of, of coaches that we have? Just, just a question. I know we're going to run it back again, but um, that's going to be the biggest thing because, again, I think Gutekunst has acquired a lot of talent. I know because we've seen it, but somebody's got to put it together. Um, real quick, looking at what you were talking about, um, top five pick kind of thing, right? Let's just run through uh, Packers losing and whatnot. 
because there's a bunch of teams we're tied with. Actually, let me let me just look at this first. Uh, da, 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 da. Green Bay Packers, according to this, are I don't think that's right. Oh, I just had us losing. That's why twenty eighth is where it would have us. But that was after us losing. So, anyways, uh, let me just go through most likely. Jeez, Raiders, Colts. Well, I guess Colts because uh, got a new coach and everything. And you know how that kind of reinvigorates everything. Dolphins, let's say Buffalo beats the Vikings. Do do do. Giants beat the Texans. Saints beat the Steelers. Maybe I don't know. It doesn't super matter. Uh, Chargers beat the 49ers, Something like that. Not positive. Anyways, doesn't really matter. Things are going to be really random. But the point is, we lost. So what does that do to us? That puts us, according to this, that gives us basically the number seven overall pick. That's just with with everything kind of going as expected. I know a lot of the hard part is a lot of bad teams are going to keep losing, right? But I think so are we. The next week we're likely to lose to the Titans. So again, let me just run through a couple real quick. Again, like Washington and the Texans, uh, Broncos, Raiders. Right? Sometimes you got a couple different bad teams playing each other. Rams, Saints. What are we doing, Rams, Saints? So after that, I have us with the number six overall pick. So that's with the Lions at 2-8. and eight. And remember, the Lions with the same record as us. All they need to do is get to the same record as us. Um, again, if they beat the Bears, they are now the number two team in the NFC North. So kind of personally, well, I'm rooting for that for a lot of reasons. I want the Bears to lose. Lions, I couldn't care less. And it catapults them ahead of the Bears, which is just hilarious. It does put us at the bottom, but I'm kind of expecting that to happen anyways. So... Yes, we can get a top five pick, but it's 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 more to do with these other teams, the Texans, the Panthers, the Steelers, the Raiders, the Lions, Browns, those teams, they need to win football games. So it's sort of the opposite of what we usually do. You look at the really good teams and hope that they lose. We're looking at the really bad teams hoping they win, depending on what you're looking for. And I think a lot of us are kind of in that camp now of uh, looking in that direction. Hey, this is Chris from Alabama again. Hey. Uh, the game is over at this point, and you might as well say the season is over as well. Uh, it's time to make some very, very tough decisions on what is going to happen with this team going forward. I think that's probably the best way anyone's phrased that that I've heard, including myself. Um, there's a lot of definitive opinions we can have, but regardless, no matter what your position is, very, very difficult decisions moving forward. I think some people might think that it's not difficult. You just run it back. Um, I, don't, I don't know where the optimism comes from in that, but um, that, that would be the only real easy decision is if you feel like everything's going to be okay, we just got to work through this, then then it's obvious what we got to do. We just keep the band together. You you make sure Rodgers comes back and everybody comes back. You pay them all their money and just hope that we don't suck again next year. But otherwise, assuming you're not in that camp, I think that's, that's absolutely the best way to phrase it. We have some really tough decisions. Um. And the first tough decision is to choose which tough decision we make first, right? Or, or which, which, like you said, which path we go. And that in and of itself is a really difficult decision. Moving on from Aaron Rodgers, do we put in love now? If we don't, what do we do with him? 
Do we make him our guy next year? Do we go out in free agency and, and get a Carson Wentz type of guy just so that we have something there just in case? Maybe you have Carson kind of back him up and you say Jordan's our guy, and then if Jordan goes 0-4, then you say, you know what, Jordan's not our guy, and you put in whoever. It doesn't have to be Wentz, but whatever. Do you draft a quarterback? What about the coaching staff? What about Bakhtiari? What about Aaron Jones? What about Adrian Amos? What about Darnell Savage? I mean, I'm guessing you're going to try to trade him if you can. But yes, very, very difficult decisions coming up. Uh, This year is done. We can't move the ball against a Detroit Lions defense that was ranked last in the league. We pretty much know it's over. Now the question is, are we going to retool and come back to compete next year or are we going to tear this down and have a whole rebuild? Uh, that's a question that needs to be asked me. I feel like it's time to rebuild, but maybe others don't. Let me know what you think. Yeah, and, and I would call it – it's hard to call it a mini-rebuild when you're talking about the quarterback. It's never a mini-rebuild when, when, when you don't have a quarterback, but it's not – like the Bears shipping everybody off. I mean, they, they got rid of everybody, and then they have to go out. They need uh, they need a new offensive line. They need new wide receivers. They need a new defensive line. They need new edge rushers. They need new they need new linebackers. They just got rid of Roquan, right? Uh, they drafted a safety, right? They, I mean, from from top to bottom, the only thing they had were running backs, a quarterback, and a couple other little pieces here and there. But I think for us, it's it's largely the same thing. We're, we're tearing down basically with two things in mind. Number one, we need to clean up the cap because we're, we're really strangling ourselves with the salary cap. And so if you're weighing us down, we're not going to look at it and say, well, we just have to keep you. No, we don't. And, and in fact, if getting rid of you helps to clean up the cap, then that becomes a priority. Not that we have to, but it, it, it weighs very heavily in the yes, we should do it camp. That's why I keep bringing up Aaron Jones, David Bakhtiari, and Aaron Rodgers. And I understand that in 2023, it might not be immediately super beneficial, although it is for them. Uh, You also have to look at 2024, where most of these guys, maybe not Rodgers, but most or some of these guys are going to be completely off the books, which is massive. Because they also, not only do they weigh heavily in 2023, but 2024, like David Bakhtiari, you got serious spikes. And and Aaron Rodgers, serious spikes in, in the salary cap. So when you look at the the difference between their 2024 cap spike if you keep them and their 2024 cap hit if it goes to zero, it is massive. That's number one. Number two is to say, we're probably going to need some time. We don't know if we have the right coach. We don't have a quarterback. We've got some serious issues, so we don't need to really worry about 2023. So if you're not a piece of the picture in 2024, 2025, 2026-ish, um, then, then it's not you're, again. You're not a priority necessarily. It's not to say you have to go, but I'm not going to go out of my way and really have any real cap implications for you if you are a short term fix for this team. But again, in in my mind, it's Rogers, Jones, and Bakhtiari. And if you do that, as much as it sucks, especially Jones, and that would be the one I would consider the most probably uh, as far as keeping. But but my my only fear is I feel like Brian Gutekunst is going to lower his cap by doing more stupid stuff to the cap. 
like pushing money out or whatever the case may be, and I just don't want to go down that road. If you can afford to keep him and just pay the money to have him on the on the roster, fine. And we may be able to do that if we move on from, again, um, Rodgers and, and Bakhtiari. You, you technically have the money. But but there would also need to be a commitment. We're going to go with with, uh, with Matt LaFleur, with Jordan Love, and we are going to be a, a run-heavy offense. And so we kind of need that duo. But to be completely honest, if you look at it in the salary cap, there's some stud running backs coming up. And I don't know if you want to use a top 10 pick on Bijan Robinson or whatever. Is it Bijan Robinson? I don't know. Anderson? Bijan something. I know Bijan, but not his very generic last name. But but the point is there, there's some studs that are going to be basically free as far as salary cap implications go. And, and you know, Aaron Jones does have some injury history, maybe not super recently, largely because we use him six times a game. But anyways, yeah, like you said, a lot of real tough decisions coming up. Um, and I do see it as rebuild time, but I see it as mini rebuild time. And it could go as quick as if we have the quarterback situation figured out, we are competing in 2023 and, and we we're, the rebuild is done. And to me, that that is the rebuild. If we have the coach, the GM, and the quarterback, we're fine. Do we have the GM, the coach, and the quarterback? Right now, we don't have a quarterback. I'm unsure of the coach, and I'm pretty sure of the GM, but I'm not 100%. But if we can answer those questions, I think we're going to be fine. Man, after the Washington game a couple weeks ago already, I said something like, look, Gutekind's and or Mark Murphy have to come out and freaking say something. Got to be some sort of statement on what's going on after we lost three straight. I am really confused why we're not hearing from these guys. I don't know. Give it a couple more hours. Maybe they'll have made some statement in between when I call when you play this on the pod. I don't get it. I hadn't really considered that too much. I'm trying to think what... I, I get what you're saying, but I'm also trying to figure out what they would say. Um, usually, would, what I would picture is somebody's about to get in trouble. <laughs> if if they're going to make a statement, it's because somebody's job is... I wouldn't even say on the line. Somebody's job is probably gone. Um. I guess I'm not really familiar with how teams usually handle being just garbage. Do their GMs just come out and say, hey, we suck, we need to do better? I, I don't know. Um, but I don't hate it just from the standpoint of holding people's feet to the fire a little bit. And I'm talking primarily of Matt LaFleur, but Brian Gutekunst as a personnel guy could easily hold the feet, hold a fire to everybody else's feet by being the guy who makes personnel decisions going up to the podium and just making a generic statement to the effect of, um, you know, we're we are not just evaluating for this year; we're evaluating for the future, and um, we feel like we have some some great pieces on this team, and we have some people that we know are talented enough, but but maybe just don't seem to want to be here or something. You know what I mean? I mean, don't don't say that, but something to get the point across to the coach, the coaches, and the players that um, I don't care if you're sad and you're not feeling it or whatever. You're auditioning right now for a job. Everybody's auditioning for a job. This just became very serious. 
You know, and, and maybe that was part of the problem with being on a on a team that just wins all the time. Stuff was just easy. And when everybody around you is good, you can kind of slack off and everybody else is kind of slacking off. You're not going to lose your job. You're not going anywhere. Now it's like we're we're going to tear this thing down and we're going to cut all the dead weight. And you realize, shoot, I think I'm kind of some of that dead weight. I don't know. We'll see. Guys don't seem to care very much now. They don't seem to want to respond very much. So, yeah, I, I whether it's publicly or privately, somebody needs to make a statement to say, I know I can't trade you right now, but but believe me, I got I got myself a list, like uh, Robert California got got the left left siders and right siders, and I got it all written in pencil. And one side's getting pretty full, but I'll I'll grab a new sheet if I have to. Need to hear something from him. Like, could you at least key us in a little bit on what you're thinking? Like, oh man, you know, <laughs> kind of a bummer that we lost these. Sure hope these players start playing better and the coach starts coaching better and and the refs start refing better and you know anything can happen. Like I, I'd even settle for something BS like that. It's irritating to just week after week only hear from Lafleur, who clearly has no answers. That is very annoying. And is not getting results. And I and I see it from that. I'm not. I'm not even sure that this is what you're saying either, but. That is the one thing that I have that's annoying is that it's very clear to me that nobody really has answers. And everybody's just kind of making up stupid stuff. And now when they're kind of reverting back to their talking points, it's just getting to be annoying. Like very annoying. Because it's not just that you're not saying anything. It's, it's, it's you don't know what to say, do you? And so now we're hearing the stupid, we know the standard and all that. Stop. I don't want to hear you say the standard anymore. There is no standard in Green Bay, Wisconsin right now. I want to know what you're going to do to fix this. And I, I again, Matt LaFleur's flat out said, if I knew we wouldn't be in this situation, that's his like go-to answer. He's flat out telling us he doesn't know. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm begging you, Matt, to, uh, to try to prove me wrong here, to, to prove that you're the guy and to make me seem like an idiot when I say, I don't know that you are the guy. And instead, you go to the podium and you're like, shoot, man, if I knew what to do, <laughs> we'd be winning, wouldn't we? But we're not, because I don't, so I don't know. It's crazy out there. I mean, like, shoot, as recently as, like, a month ago, I loved LaFleur. Exactly. That's what sucks about but this. But, like, <laughs> can we hear from LaFleur's bosses? Like, at least tell us what you think about watching the Packers drop five freaking games in a row. Like, say something. I don't know, man. Like, it's frustrating enough already, but, like, could you at least tell us, you know, that it bothers you or something? I don't know. Probably useless, but, like, the absence of that is even more frustrating than if they came out and said something stupid. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm just hung up on the I'm not exactly like if I was Brand Gutekunst and somebody's like you should go say something. What what do you want me to say? Like say something. Like you you want. I mean, I could just throw everybody under the bus if you want, but I don't think we should do that. So I don't know. I I agree. I I mean, if you're if you're the CEO of a company, for example, um, as someone is, and the company's not doing well, you you say something, and for this product to be put out and for you to just be like meh. Stuff happens. Like, no, dude, it doesn't happen. This is not supposed to happen. 
and it's happening on your watch. And you should, again, there's, there's not much they can do now with the trade deadline over and everything and probably don't want to go to the podium and be like, yeah, don't worry about it. We're, we're, uh, we got plans for next year, but uh, screw this year for sure. So you guys have a good night. But anyways, we'll see. They, they got to talk to somebody at some point. It'll be interesting what they say. The, the only annoyance is going to be, rather than trying to get any substance out of Brian Gutekunst, the only question that guy's going to get is why didn't you do anything at the trade deadline? Where's all the wide receivers? Where's my Where's my trade? Where's OBJ? Where, da, 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 da. Oh my goodness! It's just it's so exhausting. Like we we could really try to get some substantive answers out of the guy, and instead we're going to hear this 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 basic fanboy nonsense. Anyways, we got to take a break. Why don't we go ahead and do that real quick, and we'll be right back. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Hey, Brian, it is Jimmy. I, I care again. Um, it's Jimmy. Um, little, little bit after the game here, had a, a moment to, you know, just let it all sink in and recognize that this is just the way this year is. Yep. Um, but I did have one encouraging thought, which was, you know, we, we're um, unhappy with Rodgers not coming into the offseason and doing some work with the new guys and wondering not playing in the preseason wondering um, how that could possibly translate into success when they have no time to go. Well, maybe this season, they're like one big preseason for Rodgers and, and the young guys. You know, um, I'd like to hear what you think about that. Like maybe, And I guess the last thing I'll, I'll add to that is I really didn't think Rodgers would come back next year. Why would he want to? But I can't see him going out on this note either. And if Brady retires this year, then there's that whole thing about not wanting to be uh, in the same Hall of Fame class as Brady. I, I, I would be kind of surprised if Rodgers retired um, after this year and if he doesn't turn around and just is just crappy all year long. Just, you know, just, that's, that's a sour note. Anyway, uh, I'll hang up and listen. Bye-bye. So for starters, with the offseason thing, and I didn't exactly hear – the main crux of what your question was, but I, I do want to touch on it. I feel like, and I don't even remember exactly what my position was, but I feel like I was wrong about that. Um, I've changed my mind about a ton of things, and this, I think, is one of them. 
Um, the uh, I, I think my position would have been before that this little bit of time in the offseason isn't going to make that big of a difference. As I look at it now, for example, I mean, j- just look at the Dobbs and Watson thing. Dobbs became a number one guy right out of the gate. Why? Because he had a lot of time with Rodgers and, and he was earned that spot. And Christian Watson, I understand it's an injury thing, but Christian Watson ended up being way behind. And then when you get into the regular season, there isn't a lot of time to get people up to speed and acclimated. Um, it was one of the things I really didn't want to come down hard on Rodgers on because, you know, it's for one, obviously he would know better, which is a stupid position to take that I'm going to have to stop taking. I don't like when people say that, and I realize I use it way too often. The coaches would know, the GM would know, the players would know, Rodgers would obviously know if it's beneficial. He says it's not, so you're an idiot. Um, no, I don't trust Rodgers as an authority on anything, to be honest, um, in terms of... It, he doesn't want to do it. So if he says that it's not beneficial, do I know for sure that it's not beneficial or is it maybe possibly that he just doesn't want to do it and doesn't think it's um, necessary enough for him to want to come back, come back and, and work out with the guys. But um, we, we've seen it. I mean, it, all these things just take time and it seems as though there really just isn't that much time that was, that was I think that was my biggest thing before is that there's plenty of time during the season. You talk about this little period of time here, they'll, they'll match that time and then some as the season goes on, but that's not true because if they're not ready, then they don't play. And if they don't play, then they don't practice. And if they don't practice, then they never get up to speed and you get into this redshirt situation. They need to hurry up and get together and work out as much and as feverishly as is humanly possible to try to get them up to speed and ready to go. And, I mean, you look at all the frustrating things where Rodgers is throwing his hands up and everything. What, what, what is, this is, this is how I, I can tell you right now that I'm, it's not even a question of if Rodgers is wrong. I'm, I'm making a statement that he is definitively, and it's not even a question. What does Rodgers always say? I don't mind you making mistakes, just don't make them again. And he's talked many times about guys making mistakes, and then I correct them, and then they don't make that mistake again. And we're seeing them make mistakes in games. Wouldn't it have been nice if they made that mistake earlier on? That's an opportunity to get some of those mistakes out of the way so that we don't see them in the regular season. It's a constant learning process, so why not start the process sooner? There is no benefit to not doing it. Zero. As far as him coming back and whatnot, I, he doesn't want to go out on this note. Yeah, but he doesn't want to come back to this either. And you, you got to think, and, and, and again, the, the Brady thing, I just don't buy it. I, I just, I really, why, why would, I, I don't even understand what that even means. He doesn't want to share a stage with him. Why? Maybe it's because I don't actually watch the honors things or whatever, so I don't know exactly how it goes, but is it like the prom king where one guy is like the main elite guy and he wants to be the main elite guy and if Brady's there, he won't? Because to me, it seems like a bunch of elite guys going up at once. Maybe it'd be kind of a fun thing. They're, they get along. They're buddies. They go out in the same year. And it's not like, I mean, maybe if Brady was just dominant and Rodgers wasn't, he'd be too embarrassed, but Brady's probably worse than Rodgers is right now. So I don't, I don't understand the negative of that. But again, I, I absolutely understand the negative of coming back and subjecting your, your mind, your body, your soul to another season in the NFL. On top of the additional scrutiny that he has, for example, shows like this and everything else, 
calling him trash 24-7. Not like this show carries any weight, but all the national shows and everything else. The fans, social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I mean, it's it's everywhere. All eyes on Rodgers and none of them are good. And and what what is the benefit anyways? You come back next year, it's just as bad, and then you retire? So... I don't know. I, I, I think it would make more sense to not. The The only possible caveat is he's going to want to come in and prove the naysayers wrong. But again, I don't think he does that here. Because the only way to prove the naysayers wrong is to prove that he wasn't the problem. That it's Matt and his play calling, or it's the, the lack of wide receiver weapons or whatever. Okay, fine. Then you would work it out with the Packers, and, and they will ship you off to a team that has those weapons so that you can prove the world wrong. But I, I don't see a reason to come back here. I really don't. Um, and I, I know, I think it was uh, Ken Ingles was talking about how Rodgers is in complete control because we can't cut him, and essentially we can't trade him, although he doesn't have a no-trade clause, we can't trade him without his permission because he could simply, if, if anybody calls, just say, no, I'm going to retire. Right? He has the ability to say, no, I'm not playing for you, and that, that torpedoes any trades. But I think the Packers have more at ability here than, than maybe Ken and a lot of other people would acknowledge, and that is they can simply tell him, you're welcome to come back, but Jordan Love is our quarterback now. So if you want to come back and sit on the bench as our backup, you can do that. And of course he's not going to do that, and unless he's going to be unbelievably spiteful and say, all right, cool, yeah, I'm going to collect my paycheck, you can have me sit on the bench, and call the Packers bluff. And now we kind of get into a PR war. And I'm not positive who wins. It seems like it would be Aaron Rodgers because obviously the media is going to say, oh, how, you know, look at these idiots. They're playing Jordan Love. He's terrible. And you got a back-to-back MVP sitting on your bench, blah, blah, blah. But there's also some really negative PR from Aaron Rodgers in the fact that he's basically just there to collect a paycheck and completely torpedo our, our salary cap. He's there just to make sure that we can't move on, that we can't tear down, rebuild, and, and be successful. He knew coming into this he wasn't going to play. He's not here to help anybody else. He's not even here to help himself. He's, his only purpose is to sit on the sideline and make sure that we don't win football games. I think that's a heck of a card for the Packers to be able to play. And if I'm Gutekunst, I, I think I would be willing to play that hand. And so I would go to Aaron Rodgers and I would just say, look, um, obviously we're not going to come out and say we don't want you here, but we have decided to move on with Jordan Love and we'd like to give you the opportunity to come out and say either it's time for me to retire, we want to give you that, that ability to, to be the one to make that announcement, or if you'd like to keep playing and, and play for another team, we'd be happy to work out a trade with, with another team. And that's it. That's the full conversation, and it's done. And he's, he's not coming back. So, Anyways, uh, we got a couple more we can do here. So Brian, this is Blake's dad. Hey. It's like a vision for next year. Okay. Dobbs, Watson, Amari, top three, top three wide receivers. All gonna get a thousand yards. Jordan Love at the quarterback. We're gonna be eleven seven next year. Kind of probably more likely that's gonna happen on Madden. Um, but <laughs> hey, probably just thinking Madden actually because uh, I hate real football. Uh, season's over. Bye. I was wondering. I was trying to figure out if this was going somewhere dark or what was going on. It was it was Amari that threw me off. If you would have said Watson and Dobbs and Love, it'd be like, all right, you're. Just pie in the sky or whatever, but you said Amari, and it's like, mm, I don't know, dude. <laughs> I'm not, 
I don't think you're being serious. That's what I think. But um, I'm sitting. Here, this is so much fun. This this political stuff. Um, I, I mean, the political stuff is horrible, but it is one of the most exciting things to sit down and pull up one of those maps, and I'm just seeing them like pull up all different colors. But it always freaks me out because what do I even have this on right now? This is on the Senate. And uh, South Carolina was not on here. It just ticked over to 6 o'clock, and they're like, yep, Tim Scott won. It's over. Like, <laughs> what? Zero percent reported. <laughs> uh, but I think uh, Reuters and stuff, that's what I'm on right now. They have a pretty cool map. Um, they're projecting. They even have one up here, John Rutherford, whoever that is, won Florida. They don't even have it up on their map yet as, like, red or anything. But anyways, I find this stuff entertaining. It's fun to watch, especially when it's close. It's like, oh, dang. And plus, Wisconsin or whatever state you're in, then it's then it gets real crazy. Like, oh, man, what's going to happen? And you, you can never count anybody out. Last time I counted somebody out, I went to bed and woke up, and it was a very different result when I woke up, despite being basically a done deal. Ain't no such thing as a done deal, man. It ain't over till it's over. Anyways, I just said that because I'm watching out of the corner of my eye as stuff starts popping up, different colors and everything, because it just ticked over to 6 o'clock Central Time, so there's a bunch of new stuff opening up. Anyways, uh, we did Blake's dad. Let's do Nate Dog. Hey, Ryan, it's Nate. Um, well, why don't we start with our weekly uh, I Told You So okay. to the Sunshine and Rainbows fans. I'm assuming that this is going to be the final nail in the coffin, and <clears throat> the rest of them are going to come over to to – the dark side, we'll call it. Um, I would think so. The season's over, guys. Let's start looking at the draft. Uh, it doesn't really pay much for us to try to make a run anymore. Like, uh, I don't want to, like, sneak into the playoffs in some weird, right. weird, stupid mathematical way just to lose game one. That's, that's not that's not what I want. Um, and and I, I this is one of those things I wish I could just get in other people's heads. Because I don't want to just tell people they're wrong because it's whatever you're into, I guess, that's fine. I just don't get it. You know what I mean? Like me and you, Nate, and I think most of the callers here, I hate that uh, it seems like we've kind of isolated some people because I know there's other opinions. We just don't hear them very often. Anybody's welcome to call in. I'll try to be nice. But um, I just, I don't understand. And I know they don't understand me. I, I just, I don't get the, like, I really just want to win. I wonder if it's just a, a different mentality in terms of whether you're more focused on the now as opposed to like the big picture. Because from that standpoint, it's like, why would you not want to win this football game? That doesn't make any sense. You're a Packer fan. You're not rooting for your team. That's stupid. And I'm looking at it as big picture, always big picture. That's why I never really like the all-in stuff. <laughs> I mean, I guess I get it. But even then, if you, even if you promised a Super Bowl, if it damaged the next five years or so, a lot of fans would be on board with that. I don't know that I would. Maybe I would. I don't know. I just, I just, I don't know. It's just, it's interesting to me that that people have such different opinions on it. And of course, it always devolves into, well, then you're not a real fan, and it, which doesn't make any sense because it's clearly not the case. And again, you get the, people say the dumbest, I keep seeing this stuff on Twitter too. Dumb millennial fans, which is hilarious because millennials are all old people now. I'm a millennial. I'm 35 years old. I think you're talking about like Gen Z and even they're like adults now, I think but bandwagon millennials and stuff. It's like, dude, first of all, not millennial. Second of all, not bandwagon because we're all still right here. Nobody left. We're, we're standing right here as Packer fans. So I don't know why, other than you don't know what else to say, 
to sit here and talk about millennial bandwagoners who don't you don't know what it was like. We all used to watch them lose, and we loved it. We watched every week, and we thought it was the greatest thing in the world when they lost. Nobody complained. Nobody wanted coaching changes. Nobody wanted players to change. Nobody ever wanted a new quarterback or a new anything. We always cheered and always said we had the best players. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't really understand that or why it needs to devolve into nonsense. But, um, yeah, just two very different perspectives, and, and I'm 100% with you. I, I don't see the point in limping along and winning a handful of games. There's, let me put it this way. There's nothing worse in the world than being like an 8-8 eight and eight team or 8-9 and nine team or whatever it is these days. Um, there's nothing worse than that. Being mediocre forever. You know, I, I always think of like the Bengals when they had Dalton. It was the same thing over and over. You had a kind of okay quarterback, but not super great. And then you had the, the Dalton to A.J. Green thing, which was great. And there was a couple other things that would look good. They were always good enough to get those eight wins or so, but never really good enough to get into the playoffs. And if they did, they got in once and just were immediately done. I would much rather be a, a team that gets a top five pick because it, it just gives you hope. What hope do you have? You're going to get one guy at pick 17? Wow. Game changer, right? You're going to get your new quarterback at 17? You're going to get that elite pass rusher at 17? All those guys are gone in the top three. Top five, top 10 for sure. That's not to say studs can't slip through, but that's what's happening. They're slipping through the cracks. Just like in the second round, third round, fourth round, fifth round, sometimes they can slip through. But 100% can't miss prospects. They're gone. Pick five at the latest. And quarterbacks, no. Nope. At 17, you better be trading up, and at that point, you're getting the fourth best one. You better hope that those other three teams that got quarterbacks were stupid and picked the wrong three. I don't want that. I don't want to be an eight-win team or a nine-win team. That's the worst possible outcome. If you're going to turn this around, go on a run, all right, cool. Not going to happen, but I'll take that. If you're not, then just stop. Let's let's just be done with this. Um, I think it's time to start looking at the draft. Hope we get some high draft capital. Uh, I, that's just kind of where I'm at. You know, I, I've given up on the season. I'm sure a lot of other people are also in the same boat, but, um, you know, I just don't want to see any, any other overly positive people saying stupid things on Twitter. So, uh, I will lay off of you, sunshine and rainbows, if you just stop saying stupid things. Let's keep it at that. Go, Pat, go. I think that is the frustrating part too, is, is rather than saying I was wrong, because I'm seeing it too, and it, it is annoying. It's literally what I was talking about with you know these these millennial Gen Z bandwagon losers. Like, is this the extent you have to go to because you don't want to admit you were wrong? This is silly. This is silly. Like the team's not good. Is it that hard for you to just say that? And it it's a lot. It's constant. Like I said, I want the door to be left open. So that when you eventually come to the point where you recognize, okay, this season's not great, you walk right through the door and we're like, hey, what's up, man? Welcome to the party. No, it's all right. I was, I was a little late myself. All, all good, man. Grab, grab yourself a cup of punch. In the back, we got a little, little tray of crackers and cheese and sausage. If you want to just help yourself, kind of running low. 
and stale because it's been weeks, but you know, you could it's edible. It's fine. They're crackers. It'll be all right. And that meat is so processed, it's fine, dude. But instead, these hardcore fans are digging in their heels and just attacking everybody with a with the most basic opinions. Like, team's not very good. You bandwagon loser, dork, jerk, hater, millennial Gen Z, mama's boy, booger picking bed wetting Packers hater, you always hated Rodgers, and now you hate LaFleur, and you hate everybody, and I've always loved them. They're like my best friend, and we go out to eat for dinner all the time, and we're awesome, and he loves me, and he hates you. What are you talking about? If you're not going to support your team in the in the bad times, and you don't get to support your team in the good times, what do you mean by support? What am I supposed to do? What is, tell me what to do. Rodgers throws a pick. What, what's my role here? What do you do, by the way, when Rodgers throws a pick? I'm curious to all the all the fans that never say a bad thing. Do you kind of just stand there and go, "Well, it's just a play. It's just a it's just a football thing. I have no emotions whatsoever." I mean, I don't know how you can support the team and not be happy when good things happen and sad when bad things happen. That seems basic to being a, a person that supports the team, isn't it? Doesn't a person that supports the team want the team to be better? Doesn't a person that supports the team Want the team to be better by changing the players? Possibly changing the coaches? The bottom line is something has to change. If they're bad and you want them to be good, they can't keep doing what they're doing. I would just, I would just love for people to elaborate a little bit. You're not supporting the team. How, do you, how should I support the team? In what way should I support the team? Because I'm not allowed to criticize anybody. I'm not allowed to point out basic errors. It, it's it's funny to me that so many of these quote-unquote, we keep calling them positive fans, but they're some of the most miserable people on planet Earth, love to throw out, you know, people's age. You're, you're, you don't know what it was like, and you're young, and you're immature. It's like, dude, you are so emotionally unstable and are sitting here calling people that you believe to be teenagers names for c- pointing out basic information. And I'm childish. I'm saying X player isn't very good. You're calling me a litany of names and I'm the childish millennial? That doesn't make any sense. If there is an emotionally unstable little girl in the comment section here, I'm thinking it's not me. Now, that's not to say negative people can't be emotionally unstable. But right now, from what I'm seeing, most of the negative people are like the callers we've had. It's more somber. It's more, well, this sucks. And what we're getting in return is how dare you bandwagon losers you know, as we walk away, how dare you walk away? Like, bro, I, I, I'm going to go stand over here in the tent of hope. Well, I got hope in this season. Dude, that, that structure, there's nothing left, dude. There's like, there's no walls left. It's literally raining on you inside of the structure. I'm going over there to hope for the future. So... Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I don't see any reason for this to be any more hostile than it needs to be. Um, I don't know why we can't just agree that this is not great. We can have disagreements on who's necessarily to blame, but I can't even imagine being that mad about that. I think Matt LaFleur is part of the problem. You piece of garbage. What? I just said I think. I don't, what are you, why are you so mad? It kind of makes sense, doesn't it? I, 13 wins! 30 wins! Okay, that's, that doesn't, you're not, 
saying anything. I don't know what you're doing right now. Are you okay? Are you broken? Is there a reset button on you? I'm pointing out very obvious things about preparation and, you know, energy and effort and um, things of that nature that, are, that, are, that we know for sure are a coach's responsibility and we know for sure the Packers aren't doing it. And so I'm simply saying maybe we should consider the possibility that this is a problem for our head coach that he doesn't seem to be able to solve and, and we can't allow that to continue if that is the case, right? We can't agree on that without you screaming and swearing at me? Because that seems weird to me. Not going to lie. That's a little weird. So, I don't know. I just don't know why it has to devolve into that. It's strange to me. And that's, that's the stuff that I see when I go back on Twitter, and that's why I haven't really gone on there. I, I, I keep getting like a billion notifications, too, and I see people arguing, and I don't know if they're talking to me or somebody else. Um, but... I kind of just leave it alone because I'm like, I don't want to find out if they're yelling at me about something. I really don't. Just not in the mood. But yeah, you don't have to go far, man. People are just, people are losing their minds. And it's just, it's just again, it's just silly because we're all suffering. Why do you got to make it harder on everybody else? Well, you can suffer. You're just not allowed to talk about it. <laughs> okay. All right, dude. Well, I'm going to keep talking about it. And I got a podcast, so a lot of people are going to hear me do it. And I'm just going to ignore social media so I don't have to see people screaming and calling me names and everything else. So, And I, I think I even somewhat scolded you, Nate, because it's like, don't, don't do that because we want people to be able to come over here. But I tell you what, the stuff I'm seeing on social media, I think the only people that are left over on that side, not positive, but in terms of the side that says we're still going to make it, maybe, I, don't, I honestly don't even know what their stance is. But I think they're so dug in, they're not coming over. So if you want to carpet bomb the rest of the crew that's just sitting over there and has no other purpose but to attack every fan that isn't just talking about how great everybody is, you go right ahead, Nate. I, have, I no longer have any issues with that. If you can't come over to this side and at least acknowledge there's issues and you want to stay there and just scream and swear at people, uh, you... I'm just going to unleash Nate on you. That's what I'm going to do. Anyways, I'm going to leave it at that. I got uh, a colorful map to stare at for the rest of the night. You guys have yourselves a fantastic night. I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.